I have to greet everybody. Is it, is it un unmuted? Not yet, eh? How come this doesn't unmute? Okay, am I? Okay. Okay, good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome to this uh, Bible study class. To start off with, we're going to open in prayer and ask our Heavenly Father's blessing upon this gathering. So, let's pray. Gracious and loving, our Heavenly Father, you are indeed the great, great and sustainer of all things. Come before your throne to praise your great and glorious name. We thank you for this opportunity you've provided to be able to meet in this manner to study a further portion of your word so that we may become wise unto salvation. And uh, we ask for your blessing upon each one of us so that the message would be properly understood and easy enough to comprehend. We also thank you, Father, for the blessings we have received in this past week and um, give us the strength needed and um, as we've said bless this morning's class and we acknowledge all the many blessings that come from thee especially your word so that we may we may grow in understanding and in wisdom. We may be able to apply this wisdom in our lives and therefore become sons and daughters unto thee. With all this, we offer this prayer and give you thanks through our Mediator, thy beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, the the study for this morning it's going to be based based on the devil and Satan, and what we're going to need to know, or I'm going to try and explain this morning, is who created the devil. Where does he come from? Okay? Because there's this concept. <coughs> oh, okay, thanks. That there is this evil creature that tempts people and makes people do bad things. So this morning, we're going to find out how did this, how did the, the devil and Satan come about and who created the devil? I, 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 I must admit that this is a complex subject and uh, quite difficult to grasp. 
for a, for a beginner. It's interesting to know that only a handful of people managed to grasp this subject. And the reason for this is because of false ideas that have been introduced to Christianity, like superstitions, misinterpretation of the scripture, uh, not just not just to, to Christianity, but also been adopted, adapted by many different religions and cultures, creeds. So that's why it's so difficult to come out of this mode of thinking that there is this evil creature. It has been ingrained in our society that the evil that man does comes from a different source except himself. So to start off with, let's ask the question, who created the devil? This is what we need to know. Who created the devil? Was it God? Or was it man? Because he, if he exists, then he must have been created by somebody. Either God or man. Would God create such an evil thing? That's the question. If he's a God of love, would God create such an evil thing? Well, we know for a fact that God has created everything. Alright? And the, we, we were going to have to go through a, a few different quotations this morning. Unfortunately, or fortunately, that's the only way we are going to be able to grasp this subject is by going through the Bible. Different quotations and then at the end if I made my argument good enough you'll be able to judge who is the devil and who created the devil. Okay, in Isaiah 40, 45 it says verse 6 and 7 says this uh, starting from verse 5 sorry Isaiah 45 says, verse 5, I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. That they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. This evil is catastrophe. It's not an evil doing, but it's a catastrophe. I, the Lord, do all these things. So, the Lord said there is none beside him. He created everything. So, if there is a devil, then he must have created the devil as well. But... I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't go that way. And so verse 18 of the same chapter says, For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, and he had established it. He created not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. So, so this is a confirmation 
that there is none else besides the Lord. No, none else powerful and almighty like God. Alright, so the question is, if God did not create the devil, then it must have been man. Alright? And so to be able to um, to grasp this subject, the best the best place, it's not at the end of the scriptures, it's not in the middle of the scriptures, it's right at the beginning of the scriptures. And this is the problem a lot of people have, is that when they're searching for something, they go towards the middle, towards the end of the Bible, and in, in, in fact, the foundation of this subject, from the way I understand, it's right from the beginning, in Genesis. And in Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, we are introduced to a tree. Okay, there are two trees in the Garden of Eden where man was placed. But one in specific, one tree in specific, we are, we are introduced to a tree of knowledge. A tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There it is. That's where it all starts. Right from the beginning, there's a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Not the tree of evil, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's where we are introduced to the word evil. That's where it comes from. From the tree that was in the middle of it, of the garden. And God said, you shall not eat of it, for the day you eat of it, you shall die. Simple as that. I mean, there's nothing complicated about this, this verse. And what happened? We know exactly what happened. In, in, the, in the next chapter, chapter of Genesis chapter 3, verse 5, we are introduced to, For God doth know that in the day, this is the serpent speaking to Eve, for God doth know that in the in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So the serpent is telling the woman that the day you eat of the tree of of the knowledge of good and evil, your eyes will be opened, and you shall know good and evil. That means that up to that point, before eating of the fruits, they had no knowledge of evil whatsoever. And that knowledge of evil came about by man disobeying God and eating of the tree that was forbidden for them to eat of it. Right? Simple as that. So, man initiated the evil by disobeying God's commandment. Simple as that. And what happened? His eyes were opened. And from then onwards, he got to know the difference between good and evil. Not beforehand. Before he had no knowledge of evil whatsoever, man. The knowledge of evil came from disobeying God. Alright? And that disobedience to God, that means sin.
sin was introduced into the world by Adam and Eve for disobeying God. And so they got to know the difference between what was good and it was evil. And now we've got a, 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 a little cameo here, a prophecy of how God, how God was going to deal with this, with this situation that man got himself into. The situation of sin and death, because the wages of sin is death, we are told in Romans chapter 6 verse 23. Alright, so now God, being a loving God, He has made a provision to save man from this calamity by providing a seed through the woman, a seed of the woman that would eventually destroy sin, defeat sin through obedience through self-sacrifice and that seed which is a prophecy that seed is actually the Lord Jesus Christ we're going to get to that in a moment but let's deal let's deal with with evil because we've got to understand where evil comes from we, we've established right now that evil was introduced in the world by man, not by God. Okay? The chance, the opportunity was there for him to obey if he wanted to. Disobedience meant death and getting to know, having, to, having the knowledge of what's good and what's evil. And also what's interesting is in Genesis chapter 4, verse 7, we are introduced to Cain's sin, great sin. And Cain's great sin was a sin of jealousy, which led him to murder, murder his own brother. And we are told, it's, it's, um, we're going to read this with intelligence, okay, and we're going to see in, in, in Genesis chapter 4 verse 7 says, If you doest well, was saying God to, to, to Cain, shall thou not be accepted? Alright? Because the problem was, just to give you a background of this incident, was, was that Cain and Abel offered sacrifice to God. Alright? And Cain's sacrifice was not accepted. Because he did not provide the sacrifice that was required, like his was the shedding of blood. It was from the ground, and that's not what God wanted. So God rejected this sacrifice, and Cain got upset. He got angry with God. So God is telling him here in verse seven. If you do well, if you do according to my commandment, will you not be accepted? Simple question. If thou doest not well, he says, sin 
lieth at the door and unto you shall be his desire and you shall rule over him so here it is if you do it well will you not be accepted but if you don't do it well sin lie lieth at the door in other words if you don't do well if you don't do according to my commandments like what he didn't he got angry he got jealous of his brother and that led him to sin to evil deeds to an evil deed the evil deed that he did was murdering his brother so if you if you do well then you'll be accepted but if you don't then there's the temptation of you sinning for not following God's commandment and so it says because sin is always at the door tempting us but if we do well it says it says here if we do well then we've got the power over sin we rule over sin and sin won't rule over us you see the difference now to back up this verse so there it is there we are dealing with sin and sin is an evil de deeds that man has created for himself and that's what we got to grasp we got to grasp where sin comes from and how it came how it came about was through the disobeying the God's word and now it's abundant in on this planet because man constantly sinning but just to back up this verse of what happened to Cain we know it happened ex exactly what happened Cain did not do well he resorted to get his frustrations out by murdering his his his, um, his, his uh, brother and he was eventually punished was thrown out James tells us in, in, in uh, James chapter 4 in the book of James in the New Testament James chapter 4 uh, we're going to read from verse 7 to 8 says yeah submit yourselves therefore to God resist the devil and he will flee from you that's that's exactly what we read about Cain if you do well okay then like like what it says if you do well you shall rule over sin so James is telling us the same thing but differently slightly different he says draw nigh draw verse 8 draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you cleanse your hands you sinners and purify your hearts and and you double-minded so the the way the only way the only positive way of of um, resisting the devil of resisting sin being tempted is to draw near to God the closer we are to God the less we're gonna be sinning that's what it is but here it says 
resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now the devil here is, is represented as sin, even though James wrote a devil, but in actual fact that word is sin. Resist sin and sin will flee from you. That's exactly, that's exactly what we read in Genesis chapter 4. says, and if you do not well, sin lieth at the door. If you don't do well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So we rule over sin when we draw nigh to God, when you become closer to God. But that's not the only verse I want to take you to. Now that we are in James, I'd like to take you to James chapter 2. Verse 14. Uh, sorry, I, I've got. Huh? I must have the. No, it's not. No, it's not chapter 2, sorry. James chapter 1. I'm sorry. It says, yeah. Verse 13 and verse 14. Verse 13 says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot, cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. So there's, there's an assurance that God does not tempt anybody with evil. So that, that's not possible. Where does evil come from? Temptation comes from? Verse 40, 14 is the clue to that answer. It says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then, when lust hath conceived it, bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Alright. So, it's plain and simple. Sin comes about when we are drawn away of our lusts and we are enticed. That's exactly what happened to Eve and to Cain. They were drawn away, drawn away from God. They got enticed in that temptation and they failed. And so, the, the, my first question. You know, who created the devil? Who created sin? It was not God. It was man himself. Man is the culprit for his downfall. Nobody else. And taking us now to, to the new, uh, to, to the Gospels, the Gospel of, of Mark, uh, just a confirmation once again of what James said. Confirmation of what James said in Matthew, in Mark chapter 7, verse 15, Jesus said, if we, if we still believe in the devil, that means we don't believe in Jesus. Because he says, Jesus said in, in Mark chapter 7, verse 15, there is nothing from without the man that, that entering into him can defile him. 
but the things which which come out of men those they those are they that defile the man so there's nothing that can enter a man they can defile him but it's what comes out of it out of us and so he goes on to say in verse 20 to 23 and he said that which cometh out of of the man that defileth the man for from within out of the heart of man proceed evil thoughts that's where evil comes from once again from within out of the heart of the man proceed evil thoughts that's where the, the evil comes from adulteries fornication murders thefts covetousness wickedness deceit an evil eye blasphemy pride foolishness all these evil things he said all these evil things come from within and defile the man so it doesn't come from anywhere else it comes from from within the man so the question is who created the devil who created evil was not man man is the culprit he created the evil that we have on this planet nobody else not God but man himself and so evil and the devil it's practically the same thing because it represents evil the devil represents evil evil that man does all right now you know it's difficult for in one class to go through because there's so many quotations to prove that there isn't such a thing as uh, a creature that came a creature that is an evil creature that came from heaven and and uh, there isn't also enough time to go through all the quotations so I, I've highlighted and, and, and I'm trying to bring out to simplify the talk the main quotations that will link us to sin to realize that evil is sin and that was brought about by man disobeying God so what I would like to take you to is to, to, to the first first book of John alright first book of John chapter 3 first book of John chapter 3 are we going to read verse 4 verse 8 and verse 12 says yeah verse 4 it says whosoever committeth sin transgress, transgresseth also the law for sin is the transgression of the law you see so we're going back right back to the garden where sin originated from from transgression of the law because God commanded them not to take of the fruits of the tree of good knowledge and uh, knowledge good and evil all right now look at verse 8 it says he that committed sin is of what is of the devil for the devil sinneth from the beginning for this purpose the son of god 
was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. There it is. Plain and simple. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. And we've been in the beginning, in Genesis chapter 2. We know exactly what happened. We know who brought sin into the world. Who brought evil into the world was man. And for this purpose, the Son of Man was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's the reason why God sent his Son, is to, to destroy the works of sin, of evilness that man has created. And this is, is, is the backup of Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, the seed of the woman that would destroy, eventually would destroy sin in the flesh. And that's exactly what he did. Okay, verse 12, what does verse 12 says? Takes us back to Cain. And there's a reason for that. It says, not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him, because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. And that was the reason why Cain, he was jealous of his brother, see, of that wicked one. Cain, who was of the, that wicked one, of that evil one. He belongs to the devil because he belongs to wickedness. He belongs to evil. He, he decided to pursue with his agenda. And God gave him a choice. If you do well, you'll be accepted. But if you don't, then sin lies at the door. You're gonna, and sin is going to overrule you. It's going to take over you. To take over you. And, and that's going to be disastrous. Because then you're going to be separated from God for the rest of your life. And so here it is. Cain, who was of that wicked one. Alright. Now, if we go to John... John chapter 8 now, the gospel, the gospel of John chapter 8, verse 44. John, the gospel of John 8, 44 says that. This is Jesus saying. Going, uh, Coming, coming from verse 43, Jesus says, Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father the devil, he says. Your father the devil and the lusts of your father you will do. He says, Jesus identifies as the father. He was a murderer from the beginning. You see, he was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh, he speaketh a lie. When he, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and a father of it. There it is. Alright? He was a murderer from the beginning. The devil. He, and who is the devil here? Who was a murderer from the beginning? The devil. Sin. Talking about sin. 
what kills us is sin. Our evil deeds. Because the commandment was, if you partake of this fruit of the tree of, of knowledge, good and evil, you shall die. And this is what it is. That's what kills us. Okay? He was a murderer from the beginning. That's what it is. Evil deeds leads us to death. That is the problem. And so, what I'd like to introduce now to us, I'm going to take you back to to First uh, John. You don't need to go there. I'm going to. I'm just going to go over the verse that we read. First John, chapter three, verse eight. It says, "Yeah, he that committed sin is of the devil." Okay, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of Man was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Okay? And that's exactly what Jesus did. If we go now to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, we will see a confirmation of what's written here in 1 John. If you go to Hebrews chapter 2, if you want to, 2 verse 14, Says yeah. For as much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also himself, Jesus Christ, likewise, took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, and that is the devil. Okay? So the devil is associated with the power of death. Alright? And, and in 1 John chapter 3 verse 8 it says, He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. And so for that reason, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, of sin. Because sin leads us to, to death. And that's what Jesus did in Hebrews chapter 2. Through his death, he destroyed the devil. He destroyed, what it means is destroyed that, the pattern of evil. Because Jesus never, never sinned. So by obeying God in his lifetime, he destroyed that pattern. He killed it. He killed evilness. That pattern. So that pattern has been broken. Through the, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through, through Jesus we've got the hope of salvation being saved do, being able to do well overcome sin Jesus gives us the power to overcome sin now and so sin has no power over us as long as we are in Christ as we, as we read in um, in Romans chapter 5 verse 12 
Romans chapter 5 verse 12 says, Wherefore, as by one man, see, by one man, sin entered into the world, evil entered into the world by one man, and death by sin. So it was man that created this evil. He's got no one else to blame but himself. And so death passed unto all men, for that all have sinned. And so verse 19 says of the same chapter, For as by one man's disobedience men were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall, men, shall many be made righteous. And so by, by Jesus breaking that pattern of evil, the pattern of evil that man has brought into, the, into his life. Jesus broke, broke that pattern by obeying God. And through, through that power Jesus has given us, if we are baptized into his name, he's given us the power to destroy sin, to destroy evil, to destroy the devil as well, like Jesus did, to destroy the devil. In our, in our walk of life if we keep close to God. Alright. And so the whole book of, of Romans explains about sin which we have no time to go through it. But there are a few things, interesting things because otherwise we're going to run out of time. There's a few things, interesting things, about devil and Satan. Because what's interesting, we must ask the question, alright, why, why did Jesus call Peter Satan and call Judas? Devil, devil. Why those two men were given such names? And there's a reason for that. Um, because if we know, if we understand what they did, then we will be able to grasp why Jesus called them those names. First of all, Judas is so well known why he was called a devil because of his evil deed he betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ he did exactly what Cain did to Abel you see he allowed sin to to take over and so instead of getting closer to God and to Christ he got closer to to evil deeds and that led him to a life of shame eventually and of Peter Jesus called him get behind me Satan because Jesus was explaining to his disciples what he was going to go through through the crucifixion and so Peter said far be from from thee Lord that's not going to happen to you because Peter didn't have the understanding that 
if Jesus had not died for our sins, our sins could never, could never be forgiven. You know, he didn't have that understanding. So Jesus rebukes him because Peter thought, well, uh, thought that he was being, you know, on his Lord's side by saying, no, that's going to happen to you. There's no ways that's going to happen to you. You know, we will defend you. Mr. Lewis was back of his mind. We will defend you. Just, but he didn't understand the purpose of God. Finally, he got, got to understand later on, after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, because you're being an adversary unto me. You're not helping me out. And that's what Satan means. The word Satan means adversary. Doesn't necessarily mean evil, even though in its background it's evil. But even though Peter's intention was good towards his, his master and Lord, but the actual understanding was, was not good for the purpose of God. And so Jesus rebukes him, and it's like a saying, you know, get behind me. You know, don't influence me whatsoever, because you are saying the things of men, not of God. So those are the two other incidents, and there's one incident I like to bring it to you, is Satan, and and that, and and that is in First First Corinthians, First Corinthians. Um, there are many many other quotations. I don't want to bore you with so many quotations, but. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, I just want to run, run down the, this, um, this incident that happened in, in, in Corinth, in the Ecclesia, in the church of Corinth. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. And I'm going to read it so that you understand the background of this, alright, of this incident. It says, it is reported, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 to 5, says, It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles, that one should have his wife's, his father's wife. And you are puffed up, and have not rather mourned, that he that had done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I verily, as absent in body, but present in spirit, have judged already, as though I were present, concerning him that hath had so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, even we are gathered together and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ to deliver such a one and one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. It's interesting here, this, this verse, isn't it? What happened here? Paul came to know, the reputation came to Paul about this one chapter that was, was, forcing, was committing fornication with his father's wife. And nobody was doing anything about it. 
It was, Paul couldn't believe it. Such a strange thing that nothing was done about it. And so Paul was saying, you know, even though I'm, present, I'm absent in body, I'm not there present with you, but I'm there in spirit. And this, this is an ugly matter that you need to sort out immediately. Because the church ran the risk of being in danger of corruption. Everybody getting corrupt. But what's interesting that we need to understand is what Paul said here. How do we understand verse 5? That to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit may be saved. You see? Deliver such a one unto Satan. Now who is Satan here? What is Paul talking about here? And what, and, and, and what Paul is saying is, is this, it, it means to, ex, to exclude him from fellowship of believers. To, to fellowship him. Because this deed was evil deed. And says, this fellowship him without the, the spiritual support of, of, of the ecclesia. And so this, this man would be left alone with his sin. Okay, and perhaps this would drive him to repentance by chasing him out of the ecclesia without any support whatsoever. That action would would drive him to to, to repentance, and, and and that's the intention of doing this, so that this sinful nature would be destroyed. The intention was to destroy that sinful nature of his was corrupting th that meeting. And so this is a simple disciplinary, disciplinary action. It should not be done out of, out of revenge, but out of love. It's to motivate them to, re, to repentance of their sins and bring, and bring them back to life, to fellowship, bring back to fellowship. So Satan here represents the world. It says, throw him out of the ecclesia, chase him, put him onto the world. The idea was to, so that he, he would drive him to repentance, to acknowledge his uh, shameful act, action that he did. He was corrupting the ecclesia there because nobody was doing anything about it. Either they were shy or whatever it was, but, but that was the, the motivation behind that. That the fellowship, that the motivation of the fellowship is to throw him onto, to, um, like it says here, to deliver somebody unto Satan, meaning unto the world. So there is an isolation now. He's got no backup, no spiritual backup. Now he must decide. What does he want to do? Does he want to come back to God? Or does he want to carry on in his evil deeds? Alright? And that's practically what it means to deliver somebody unto Satan, according to this context of... of uh, of in 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 first first um, first Corinthians chapter five. So you can see the different applications we've got of the devil and Satan. The word devil and the, the word Satan has got different applications of it. But originally, it was created by man, the devil. 
not by God. So if it's not by God, it has to be by man. There's only two choices that we got. We're going to choose one of them. And from what we've been through now, we've, uh, I hope we have understood where it comes from. It was created by man from his evil deeds for disobeying God. He introduced evilness into the world. And i just like to take you to um, to 1 John, to the book of 1 John, chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. It says, yeah, and I'm going to conclude here. Yeah. Then after that, the, the class will be open for questions. My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. And if you, any man sin, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation, propitiation sorry, for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. And he that said, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whosoever, whoso keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. And so I'm going to conclude this topic, you know, I've got so many other quotations, but time will not permit. Like I said, right from the beginning, you know, this is quite a complex uh, subject. Needs a lot of time to be able to go to so many, so many different uh, quotations. But I, I just wanted to to. Um, To make understood that the devil is synonymous of sin. And sin was brought by man into the world, not by God. And so, in, so if it's synonymous of sin, it was man that created the devil. It didn't come from anywhere else except from disobedience of man. And that's all I wanted to conclude with. Thanks a lot. So if there's any questions, please feel free. You will have uh, maybe a few minutes if there are any questions. If not, we will conclude in prayer and uh, that's it. Well, the devil was, they, they quote Revelation. He says there was a, a war in heaven. Alright? And, uh, and then God, the, the, the angels of God rebelled against God because they wanted to take over God's position. 
and God chased them out of heaven and they landed up on earth. And that's a misinterpretation of Genesis, of, of Revelation chapter 12. Because they've got no clue whatsoever of what the devil is. And that's the problem. When you've got no clue, no understanding, you, you, you're going to be bound to understand anything. And the devil's subject, the sin of the devil, it's not just wrong interpretation in the Christian world. Every other creed, you know, uh, believe um, that uh, has been adopted by different religions, different cultures, different creeds. Not just, doesn't just belong to, to Christianity, but all the different creeds and religions. It's amazing. This is why it's so difficult for people to grasp. This is why only, only such a small hand of people are able to understand to be able to come out of that concept of this evil creature and this tempting man taking all the taking all the blame out of men. That's what it is. In other words, if he's making me sin, then I'm not blamed for my sins. You know, and that's what a lot of people use that as an excuse. Yeah, I mean, so many people say the devil made me do it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And and they also must understand if if they don't properly understand what the devil is, they also can't understand the the real purpose of Jesus' sacrifice. Because we read it in, in, in Hebrews chapter two verse fourteen that he destroyed the devil. Through his death, he destroyed the devil. So if you don't understand what the devil is, if you don't associate the devil synonyms of sin, then what did Jesus destroy? If you destroy the devil, how come he still exists? So I'm saying. And, and so it's a huge confusion and uh, very few people uh, want to can't grasp that concept because they've already been brainwashed. And once the brain has been brainwashed, it's so difficult to reverse it's difficult. All right. Seems so everybody so quiet. We will uh, conclude in prayer now. Let's pray. Precious Lord, come the conclusion of this gathering. Come before your throne to. Once again, praise your great and glorious name, thanking you for this this time that we've been afforded unto us to study for the portion of your word in relation to sin and death. And we thank you that you have made it very clear in your word what the devil is and how it was introduced into this world. And at the same time, we thank you, Father, for providing a Savior to redeem us from our evil deeds and lead us unto righteousness. We pray for the, the return of thy beloved Son, so that he may establish your kingdom on this earth. So eventually your will will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Bless each one of us as we depart from one another. 
until we meet again and we thank you for this opportunity and for your blessings in the name of, the, of your beloved Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.